Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Outside the Box Conversations. I'm your host, Ben Rogers, and I'm with Andy. Where are, where hey, are we, Andy? You are, uh, listen, I've never been in the box. I've always been out of the box. Um, we're out of the box. We actually named the show after your life. I don't put baby in a corner and don't put Andy in a box. Uh, Can't do it. Where am I? Andy huh. is is the he's the inspiration behind Outside the Box in so many different ways. And I'm just happy to have you on. Yeah, I, listen, I'm so excited to be out of the box. <laughs> And I can't, I want to talk about the box that we just got out of because I don't want to go back in there. Uh, who wants to go back in? Performance medicine's not a box, okay? <laughs> so I know that people go to the box for CrossFit, the CrossFit box, but get me out of the box. Performance me medicine is right on the edge, and that reminds me, uh, yeah. Outside the Box is presented by Performance Medicine. So presented yeah. by Performance Medicine, and we're actually in Performance Medicine of Johnson City. We are. We're shout out to the, shout out to Waltaga Avenue and the Hoose. <laughs> yep, we are here in good old Johnson City, sunny, cold. And it's a it's a Friday when we're recording this, and I'm catching you in between patients. So I want to be respectful of your time, and um, and so I want to get down to I want to get down to brass tacks here. Get get me down. And, Sorry, I'm just trying to match you right and, now. And, uh, you, you look good. Thank you. You you look good. Thank you. I'm something is happening with my hair, and I don't know if we can take a poll on it. If the, I don't, this isn't. I don't think this is live. This is not live. This no. is not. So if we want to just like roll this out and just take a poll on what's happening to my hair, it has progressively gotten curlier and curlier, and there is no cure for this. I don't know what's happening. I've tried to grow it out. Um, people like the curls. I don't know what's... I, 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 I'm just... I don't like them that much. Uh, ben got straight hair, I don't know, from the mailman, but um, <laughs> I have just gotten curlier and curlier and curlier. So I don't know what to do. I was using a laser treatment on my head called the Theradon. Um, I don't know if that had something to do with it. If my hormones have changed, I always said maybe I should check my hormones. Well, um, for all those who are listening on the podcast, um, while you're on your walk or maybe you're taking a run on yep. the treadmill, yep. uh, think about Andy's hair and, and where he could go with it. Yes. Uh, the good thing is that you got a, a full head of hair, so you there, can you got God. options. Ben, that is um, glass half full right there. You, got you know what? I'm just happy to have a glass. Yeah. So on the treadmill, on a walk. Um, Maybe in a drive. Think about Andy's hair. What can we do? Yeah, I don't know. Straighten it. Can't do that for the whole thing. Am I right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I, I want to talk. I want to talk with you about diabetes today. Yeah, I love. Talk. <laughs> if anything, I like talking about it's diabetes. That's something that I do feel comfortable talking about. You know, you don't know what to do with your hair, but you do know what to do with diabetes. Yes, diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. So, um, so one thing I just want to set the stage here. We we. Uh, we have a live Q&A show uh, every single Tuesday, and uh, it's on Facebook Live, and then we put it on the podcast. And we're going to do something similar with you, and uh, I believe it is the first Wednesday of the month. First Wednesday of the month, yes. Starting in, uh, gosh, I guess May. Would yep. that be May? Yep, the May. Starting in May, we're going to do a, a diabetes Q&A once a month with our friend Andy here. And um, so we're just kind of setting the stage for that. And and why don't we, let's let's talk a little bit about... Um, you know, some of the questions you're getting from people either with insulin resistance or people who are pre-diabetic going into diabetes, what's some common things that are happening inside the, inside the room there? That's actually a really good question. We're, we're getting a lot of insulin resistance without type two diabetes. So insulin resistance is kind of what happens as the pathophysiology, the etiology of type two diabetes, which means that the insulin doesn't respond to glucose as well. And yes, send out more. And the more you send out, the worse things get for you. If that basic, if that makes sense. 
especially with weight's a big thing. So if there's any sort of insulin resistance, weight gain or retention usually follows it. But a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes doesn't have to do with the insulin level. It has to do with A1C, which is where glucose sits on the red blood cell. So the diagnostic criteria is different, but you can have a lot. Insulin resistance is out there. Insulin resistance seems to be kind of like the common denominator here in terms of weight gain. Like that's the first thing that you're looking at is whether or not someone is insulin resistant, even if they're not necessarily, you know, visibly obese, it still, you can still can be insulin resistant, correct? Yes. And too, I, I, patients often say, I can look at food and gain weight. It's like I can drink water and gain weight. To me, that kind of red flags insulin resistance because in the definition of insulin, uh, it says inhibits lipolysis. So it inhibits the breakdown of fat. So one thing we talked about, we had uh, Julie Ashens on the show last week, and we were talking about Ozempic. Oh, 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 Ozempic. <laughs> yes, I'm familiar. So like, how does that help? How do like those GLP-1 medications help with insulin resistance and then let's talk about kind of some practical nutrition stuff we can do to uh, either you know fully reverse insulin resistance or lessen it so glp1 receptor agonist that is the drug class for ozempic so ozempic what it does is it slows gastric emptying so as the food goes down the digestive tract it slows and then food gets sensitized so that insulin becomes very sensitive you feel fuller faster, so it works against your hunger hormone ghrelin and increases leptin, your satiety hormone. That's how it works for weight loss, but also you don't eat as much. You feel fuller faster. Insulin gets spit out. It's almost like replacing a basketball coach in your belly. If your basketball coach is a middle school basketball coach, and apologies to all the middle school basketball coaches out there, mine included, uh, they're just not that good. Okay, so they're sending out a thousand middle school basketball players to play an NBA game. That's insulin resistance. So all these middle school basketball players go out and they don't do anything. They hold on to the ball. Fat. That's what they're doing. Got they it. just hold on. So a thousand. More is better. More is better. No, you have the wrong coach. Ozempic comes in and replaces that coach or aids that coach and is an NBA player who sends out five NBA players and they score baskets. Less, better. So it's an efficiency thing. It's an efficiency thing. Okay, so yeah. so so I, I kind of understand what the medications are doing. How is carbs, because I know you guys talk about, just, first thing you do. Just burns your carbs. It's from Mean Girls. I don't know how it works. It just burns your carbs. First, you gain thirty pounds in water weight, and then you just blow. You know, if you and then you just <laughs> drop weight like that. <laughs> Finner, um, shout, shout out to to Mean Girls there. I love it. I, I love it. It's uh, my most quotable movie. People are getting a huge insight into how you and I talk and add Kelly in here, and and who knows what movie's going to be brought up. I don't think my father, the inventor of toaster strudel, would be very happy with this. Uh, if, if you're listening right now and you know what he's talking about, send us a comment. We'll, we'll give you something. We'll, yeah. we'll have to do some sort of prize. I actually can't speak without a parent or lawyer present. So this is all from Mean Girls. So, yep. I can go for days. For days. So talk to us about low carb. Why, why is that important? It, does that have something to do with the efficiency? I'm assuming it is because you keep eating carbs and it, you never can. You, they never go away. Yes. Well, so carbs puts you in the game. So carbohydrates break down to glucose, which makes insulin respond. So if you don't have any breakdown into glucose, which is the other macronutrients, fats and proteins, you don't really send out. It's almost like you're, if the middle school basketball approach, if you're playing a game 
all the time. You're constantly playing a game and you keep flooding the court and you keep sending out middle school basketball players. If you don't play the game, not sending out carbs, you, the, the players don't have to do anything. They don't have to go out and do anything. So there's opportunity for less opportunity for fat storage. Let me Does that make sense? Was that a bad no, analogy? No, no it, ma- it makes perfect sense. And Ben played middle school basketball. <laughs> he almost quit tennis for basketball. I remember. I did. You went through a phase. I did. I actually appreciate you using sports analogies to help me understand these. It's kind of my thing. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. But that's fine. That's fine. I do use that one quite a bit. I don't have another. I'm trying to match you right well, now. Well, you know, you, I'm telling you, you look great. Thank you. For Thank the, you, except for the hair. For the people on the podcast, if you can't see Andy, um, yeah, check us out on, on the YouTube crossing channel. Crossing the legs, feeling good. He looks great. Yep. Well, I, I do want to ask, like, because it seems like when you're talking, you're getting into the weeds here. What do people really need to understand about insulin resistance? Like, do they... Should they just take your word for it? Like, no. Why, why does why does knowledge help in this arena? Knowledge helps because I think that terms get thrown around a lot. We use Doctor Google a little bit too much, and also too, I think you can use it to your advantage. So I talk patient. We have access to the internet, so you can try to self diagnose you, and you can come up with some great stuff. I actually like it when people Google things and bring it to the table to say, hey. Should we add this on our differential as something that may be causing your symptoms? A lot of the times it's not really there. It's a little far-fetched. It can scare you a little bit. I do think knowledge is power because as you check your labs and as you correlate it with symptoms and medical intervention, you get to know what's working for you and not working for you. And there's and with anything with insulin or diabetes related or sugar, it's not one size fits all. Hormones are not one size fits all. Well, I, I think one of the things is we need to spread knowledge about how to figure out whether or not you are insulin resistant or are pre-diabetic. I think that's a really important piece to, to know because that seems to be something that is missing where people come in and they had no idea that they were pre-diabetic and what that means. And, you know, if you don't know, then you don't know, you know, yeah. you're, you're not going to restrict your carbs. You're not going to, you know, kind of stop the, the game, so to speak. Yes. Or, you know, yes. make, make your players better. Yes, absolutely. If you think about it, if you give your players a chance to rest, your middle school basketball players are not that good. If you give them a chance to rest, maybe they're going to grow up to be high school basketball players. They're going to be pretty good. And you can send out 10 of them instead of 1,000 middle schoolers. So how does... Oh, that's good. That is that's good. Deep. That's a really, that's really good... We're, we're, we're going to write that down. Write it down. Please get me out of the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for people, what can they do um, to maybe become more aware of this insulin resistant phenomenon, this, you know, pre-diabetic state, how can we become more aware of that other than just noticing weight gain? You can see how you respond to food so that you notice that, Andy, I'm eating everything that I can possibly eat that I think is right or healthy, and I still gain weight, insulin resistance. Also, to check your labs. But most often through traditional medicine, they're going to check an A1C and a, just a random glucose through something called a complete metabolic panel. A1C just tells you how much sugar is sticking to the red blood cell. That's all it does. It doesn't have anything to do with insulin. It in, indirectly does because insulin can affect A1C, but you can have insulin resistance and an amazing A1C. So checking an insulin level, checking a fasting insulin level, usually wanting it below 16 is going to be your goal. But you can also check it in response to food. So you can see, oh, this is how much I spent. If you check it two hours after eating, you can say, 
man, this is a lot of insulin I'm spitting out. Maybe it's what I'm eating or I ate no carbs and that's how much insulin I'm spitting out. That's resistance. That's actually, that's some really good tips right there. And stuff that's, that's going to like super practical for everybody out there who has, I know because insulin resistance is becoming a very more common term now. Mm-hmm. People are understanding that that's leading to weight gain. What's the deal with belly fat? And is that, because that seems to be a huge correlation. Insulin likes to live in the belly. Okay. That's just where, that's just where it's, it's the belly fat is very insulin dependent and estrogenic. I always think estrogen really related to belly fat. You know, for was, both men and women. I was I was rereading uh, one of the the doctor's notes that Dr. Rogers. It's very astute. That's I, dedication. I'm constantly studying. Yes. And, Can't uh, put the book down. Can <laughs> and it was on. <laughs> Can't see the line, can you, Russ? It it was on it was on weight loss and and what Dr. Rogers said was belly fat is different than fat on your thighs on your hips. It's it's an unhealthier fat and. And I, I didn't quite understand why, you know, because to, to me, like if you're gaining weight, you're gaining weight. But he's saying that if you gain it around your midsection, that's different. Yes, because that is more hormone related. And that's also not providing a purpose. If you think about fat and needs to provide a purpose, you want f- fat's good. You want fat because it's protective. It can protect fat surrounds the organs. There's visceral fat. There's um abdominal fat the abdominal fat is going to be more hormone related and also too more insulin related as well and if you think of it, it's all going around the belly it's not doing anything for you Got you it. can open up someone's like if you're in surgery you open them up and you see all this fat that you have to dig through to get to the good stuff you want a little bit of protection but not too much protection the other types of fats are surrounding your other organs which provides protection it's almost like adding a cushion you want you want a little cushion that's that's good your brain loves fat when that i mean that that must have something to do with the way we talk about a high fat diet a moderate yes. protein, low carb yes um okay so what i want to do here is i want to move into to this so for those on the camera here uh this is uh andy and the beats yes um a new book that uh andy has authored with uh, illustrations done by karen Mastin. Tell us about this. Like, what was the inspiration behind it? This where has been a long, a long journey. Where do we begin? Do we have an hour? Like, where do we begin with well, this? Well, it depends on where people are in their walk or in their you know, <laughs> run or in their workout. Yeah, so Andy and the Beats, I'm going to give you a, a real quick synopsis. This was a project I started when I was a senior in college. It was a long time ago as a joint thesis between musical theater and biochemistry, the two things that I studied. It started off as a musical, as an educational piece to teach kids about diabetes and to teach people about it too. The misconceptions about it, type 1 and type 2 and the differences. Additionally, um, seeing what was on the forefront for cures and treatments and um and what was on the diabetes profile. I did it to get out of biochemistry classes, but it has turned into something much bigger because it gave a name and a face to a disease that not a ton of people know about. So if you start caring about this character named Andy, you'll start caring about type one diabetes was my goal. And something type one is something that my sister Kelly and I both lived with for a long time. So I have a children's book version of the musical where Andy, uh, gets diagnosed with diabetes and it's all told through fantasy. There's villains and heroes and uh, these beats, which are these magical fantasy trio of girls that come in and help Andy try to find the cure. 
So you go on this adventure with him to see if you can find the cure. Now, first of all, it's like it's such a cool story. I've been I've been following Andy and the Beats since Ben's uh, Ben's an he he's he's a fanboy. You, you for have sure. to admit, I was at every show. Ben was at every show. Uh, we you know at he the was there. He had the T-shirt. <laughs> he auditioned, didn't make it. It's fine. Uh, for everyone out there, I was not in the show. I did not make it. That's okay. Um, That's okay. I, I was in the. I we was, all have different talents. I was in the theater. Um, ben was there. I was I physically, spiritually. Broke down the set. Broke down the set. You I wore did. the costume. <laughs> ben was in it. Ben was in it. Ben's got a mean step clap. So, so tell us when, when does this come out, and do we know how people can get it? What's the What's the deal with this? Please get it. So, so too with anybody that's struggling with diabetes or understanding it, it's just nice to have a fun story to go along with it. Especially too if you're at vulnerable ages, and also as can be used as a teaching tool. There's a guide at the end that kind of tells more about diabetes and resources that you can find online to help you out with a diagnosis of you or a friend or a family member. But even I feel like if you're in your teenage years and you have diabetes and you want to teach younger kids you can use this as a tool for it the illustrations are beautiful karen Mastin's so so talented now we've been working on this for probably four years it's so crazy. this is a long time in the making we're very thrilled and it's going to be available next month as soon as we do um some uh approving of the proofs are we gonna are we gonna time it with your q a uh diabetes sure yes let's time it <laughs> i let's do it it'll be available it'll be available at retail stores it will be available at barnes and noble at least here in johnson city i know that for sure but available online through jan carroll publishing and also on Amazon. Super cool, man. Well, I have to say, in any sort of online retail store that may be nearest to you. Well, man, I, spread the word. Spread the word yes, and please. buy it. It's it's a good. But I will tell you, regardless if you don't like diabetes or not, I guess you don't have to like diabetes. But it's the illustrations are great, and it's a fun story. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, and, and Andy, guys, uh, share this. Yeah, this it's, buy it. It's, it's such just, a it's such a cool it's a thing. Fritz days. Buy it. And as your brother, man, I'm super proud. Like Thank this is you. I, I've been like you said, I've been a fanboy of Andy and the Beats for a long time. Long time. <laughs> Ben's got one called Ben and the Beats. <laughs> Been in the beats. There's, there's no such thing as been in the beats. Been in the beats. I, I, we don't want to like, we don't, you know, we, we can't put that out there yet. I'm, we're not ready, it's, but it's that's not part ready. two. Been in the beats isn't ready. Don't don't look for the sequel to this when Andy goes to college. <laughs> <laughs> not the children's book tale. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, man, I, I, I am. I'm super proud of you for this. And Thank I'm you. proud of all the work that you're doing inside of Performance Medicine with diabetes. Thank you. I know that this community needs it. And guys, you know, a lot of great diabetes information has been in this podcast, has been in this video. Please share this. If you know anybody who has been struggling with weight gain and doesn't really know why or you know they're diabetic and, and they don't know they don't know exactly the best ways to go about it, we've got some really, really good tools I'd encourage everybody to go listen to the to the Ozempic podcast or the video with Julie Ashens. Um, that description of Ozempic was incredible in her story, um, and I know you you played a big part in that in that video as well. Um, so, anyways, man, thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me, and and come up with questions. I'm excited yeah. about the Q and A. Yeah, it, there's it, a lot of different stuff for diabetes. There's gestational, a, one and a half, type three, Lada, Modi. There, it's not just type one and type two. And we will be what, what he's talking about is we do the live Facebook uh, diabetes show, and we're going to be taking live Q, uh, live Q and A. So bring your questions with you. Bring a friend. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna hang out and, and answer all of them. Bring a friend. Bring a friend. You know, <laughs> Just bring him in the room. Yeah. Ask a question. It's Guys, great. <laughs> this has been outside the box, and I'm, I'm with Andy Rogers in Johnson City. Don't get don't get me in the box. Get me out. <laughs>
Okay. Andy and the Beast, guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Ben Rogers. This has been Outside the Box Conversations, uh, presented by Performance Medicine. And as always, we will see you guys next time. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.